Hello and welcome to The Guest Cast, the podcast where we explore guest stories from real people and look at how even the briefest interaction with hospitality while travelling can have a profound effect on a guest's whole life. This podcast is brought to you by Touchday Digital Guidebooks. As guest happiness fanatics, we want to dig into real-life guest experiences and learn about what really makes guests happy and what doesn't, hopefully picking up some great tips for vacation rental professionals along the way. So join us each fortnight as your hosts Andy and Tyan chat to guests from around the globe about their travel experiences. Introducing said hosts. Hi, my name's Andy. I'm the CEO here at Touchday. We started Touchday to improve guest experiences. So having a podcast in which we get to hear from real guests is something I'm personally very excited about. Hi friends, I'm Tyan Marsink Hammond and I am a vacation rental industry leader, educator, longtime host, owner, property manager, and investor, as well as the community ambassador for Touchday Digital Guidebooks. So pack your bags and get ready for this week's guest. Welcome to the next episode of the Guest Cast, and I am thrilled today to have Jill Starley Granger with us. Um, she is a podcaster herself, but Jill, I want you to tell our folks, our listeners, a little bit more about you very quickly um, before we get on with your story. Um, okay, yes, I'm a travel journalist, uh, podcaster, and content marketer. Um, I was born in America. Uh, I've lived half my life in America, half my life in the UK, um, and I recently moved to France. Amazing. Quite the multicultural background. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I do like to mix it up. And as a travel journalist, I guess that sort of that sort of fits, doesn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, I have been I have been quite spoiled as a travel journalist. Uh, despite the appalling uh, income, I do get to travel to some of the most amazing places around the world. So um, yeah, I've had lots of brilliant experiences, but also some terrible ones, which is why I have my other podcast, which is a sort of jokey podcast about comically bad travel experiences um so so yes lots of great ones to talk about too though that is the shit trips podcast right that, <laughs> we can one. say that is the one. <laughs> excellent our audience are all grown up here I yes hope so. yeah, shit. yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah, yeah it, it's it's shit trips it's not all about shit trips but it is uh mostly about shit trips and then we also try to provide advice to make sure that people don't have terrible trips themselves and they learn from our mistakes of, of which I've had many mistakes uh, but also some mistakes happen on the part of the hoteliers and the and the hosts which is what we're going to talk about this time I think yeah definitely well let, let, let's crack on with it I I, 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 um, I know that you you're, you're going to talk about um, lighting which was a subject when I read it I thought my goodness that that's just going to be really boring but I'm sure you're going to illuminate us Nice, nice one, nice one, Andy. Um, right. So yes, hotel lighting. Like I said, I do know I've been completely spoiled. Um, I've stayed in many ridiculously expensive hotels and also many um, very, very cheap ones because as a travel journalist, you cover the whole spectrum. And certain things come up time and again as things that drive you crazy. And the weird thing about hotel lighting is that when it's done well, you don't notice it. It's not like it's not like when you leave a hotel, you would ever go, oh my God, the hotel lighting was just brilliant there. It's not a thing, is it? It's, it's like one of those things you just expect to function well. And so no guests ever really go on about it unless it's terrible. And unfortunately, it's so 
often terrible and it's getting worse, which is weird. Um, so I thought I would I would talk about one of uh, a well few of my experiences with hotel lighting, where it's gone wrong and then some where it's where it's been very, very good. I'm quite interested in this too, um, Jill, because as a vacation rental owner manager and I'm building a purpose building properties and making sure I have the mm -hmm. right light as well as the right temperature of light. So getting your um, your feedback and your viewpoint on what the things you've seen, um, I'm excited. I mean, just before I start, can I just check, have, have either of you ever been to a hotel where you've had terrible lighting and you just thought, or, or a, a, an apartment rental or whatever it is, where you've just been like, this is actually making the trip, the hotel, my stay unpleasant? Yes. Especially in the bathroom okay. when you're trying to mm. do your makeup, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Andy, what about you? No, um, maybe it's just like the kind of person I am. But no, I tell you, though, what I have found is the light switch configuration is just all over the place. Like press the one by the bed and it turns the main one on. Press the yep. one by the hallway and it turns the other one on. And it's just like you have to fiddle with like five or six different switches before you realize how you can just simply turn the lights off to go to sleep. Oh, this is a classic that drives me crazy. And so that leads quite nicely into my first terrible hotel lighting experience. I, it's not my first one, but it's the one that springs to mind. And that was in Tokyo. Uh, so I arrived in Tokyo and, you know, you expect Tokyo to be super high tech. It's a given. And I'm staying in an absurdly amazing like five-star hotel with views over the imperial palace okay i'm not i don't want to sound like i'm complaining because it was fantastic but i get off the plane i'm jet lagged i don't really know what's going on and they show me to my room um and the the lighting concierge joins me i'm like a lighting concierge and he spends time showing me all of the different lighting configurations around the room and in the bathroom. And I'm just like, oh, this is so amazing. If I'm in the in the bathroom, I can either have it set to spa mode or I can have it set to movie mode because they had a they had like a, a movie, uh, a, you know, like a screen in the bathroom where you could watch a movie while you're having a bath or I could have it set to makeup mode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I arrived earlier because I'm a travel journalist my husband wasn't able to join me until later so I had work to do I had to go run around the city and like do various things for my for my job and go review some restaurants and that sort of thing my husband arrived about 12 hours later so it's just about getting time for bed so he arrives and then you know the first thing I do is I'm like oh right we've got all these amazing lights he's like okay that's great could I just need to unpack could you could you help me figure out how to turn on the light in the wardrobe? And I'm like, oh, bugger, I can't. I've got this incredibly complicated remote control. There's 4,000 light switches everywhere. I could not figure out how to turn on the light in the wardrobe. And I remembered earlier in the day, there was these amazing, there were probably 75 different lighting options for the wardrobe alone. And sorry, for the American listeners, I'm talking about the closet. Um, so uh, so he just literally is having to unpack and it's sort of pitch black because it was in like the hallway and it was tucked down and it was fine. He was tired. Then we try to go to bed. Could we figure out how to turn off every light? No, we could not. They have blackout blinds. That's great. So we put down the blackout blinds. Um, they have, you know, we were able to finally figure out how to turn off the hallway lights, but there was no way for love nor money that I could figure out how to turn off those little lights 
they have these lights under beds that are really cool and they and they light up your room right from under the bed have you ever had those they're like lights that frame the bottom of your bed i've seen those i've had the ones yeah i've had the ones where you get out of bed and you move and it detects you coming so it puts a little dim light on the floor no, this this wasn't that. The movement light is another special pet peeve of mine. Um, but this one, this one is they're they're on all the time. It's one of the 27 mood light settings for the bedroom area. My husband would love, love, love that. I am I grew up in the country where I want things pitch black. I don't want yeah. any lights whatsoever. And he grew up in a city where there's always city lights coming through the bedroom windows. So anytime we right. go someplace and there's like extra lights somewhere and he's like, oh, mood lighting, I'm like, turn it off. Oh, let me sleep. I need some sleep and also we're jet lagged we're exhausted. You're all out of kilter anyway. And so like you're rifling through a manual. There's a manual for how to use the lighting. I don't want to have to use a manual to use the lighting. I just want the bloody lights to turn off. So it That's didn't work. Much. We ended up having to use the sleep mask, you know, that you get on the plane. So we have to sleep with those on in this super mega light because you're not going to call down at like, I don't know, 1215 to ask the hotel reception to come up and send somebody to turn off your lights, are you? So it, it sort of... This amazing hotel that was brilliant for so many reasons, it sort of ruined our entire stay because we couldn't get a decent sleep. You know, we were exhausted. So I, I know that that, Andy, this this to you sounds like it wouldn't be a problem or maybe you've just never experienced this level of lighting insanity. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever experienced that. I'm quite intrigued. Was, did the hotel bill itself as like a lighting experience or something? Was this no, part of the thing? No, 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 no. And did this... Uh, I have stayed now in, in many, many, many hotels where I've had a very similar experience. It seems that when you get to a certain type of hotel, I don't know if it's, you know, ones that are trying to build themselves as luxury hotels, five-star hotels, business hotels, whatever, they feel like they have to make the lighting as complicated as possible. And it's like they only want to appeal to people who are wowed by confusing and complex lighting. I don't understand it. I don't know why this is a trend, but I do want it to stop. I just want to know how to turn off the light and turn it on. All right, not, Jill. It doesn't have to be hard. So you, we've got a very frustrating experience. Totally agree. And I, even, mm. even the simple ones, because when it's a culture difference. So my first time to London, and I get to my hotel room and I was so close to calling the front desk to say, how do I even turn the lights on in my room? And I ended up calling Andy. I'm like, Andy, how do I turn the lights on in here? What do I do? And he goes, well, did you put your key card in the slot? I'm like, what do you mean you put a key card in your slot? Well, it's a, um, I guess an energy saving thing to prove you're in the room. You have to put the key card in the slot to say you're in the room and then the lights are able to be turned on. And that just blew my mind. And I had no idea to even look for something like that. So Jill, what is an example of lighting that you felt was just spot on? Okay, so the cultural thing, first of all, just to touch on that, when I first moved to London as well, you know, in the bathrooms, how it's on the string, the light is on the string, the light switch, right? Mm -hmm. I did. I, completely I spent ages doing the exact same thing and so I'm not saying that like you know how that other hotel had the lighting concierge I do think there are cultural differences and it is useful for somebody just to spend a couple of minutes saying 
for the bathroom light here, it's on a string. For um, you know, for this bedside light, you're going to find the switch on the cord rather than on the neck of the lamp. Whatever that that's all really useful, and it's especially useful because, as you say, lighting does vary in every country. But I would say one of the better experiences I've had is in North Carolina, and I'm going to name it because it's a good one. Um, it's a lovely, lovely hotel. It's called the Reynolds Mansion. It's in Asheville, North Carolina. It's like a, I want to say a 10 or a 12 room bed and breakfast. Now, for UK listeners, this will be confusing because bed and breakfast in America is not the same as a bed and breakfast in the UK. In the UK, a bed and breakfast is like a, a sort of a simpler accommodation. In the US, they tend to be more sort of like country house hotel experiences, I guess we would call them. Um, but in, in America, bed and breakfasts are lovely. And this one is absolutely gorgeous. And when you look at the pictures on the website, you're going to be looking at it going, well, why would, what's so special about their lighting? But that is the whole point. There's nothing special. They just made it really simple. There are always two bedside tables. There are lamps on both of them. You understand that there's a lamp. There's a switch on the lamp. That's how I turn it on. There are extra lights. There's the overhead light. Now, the overhead light is obviously a horrible light, and everybody hates the big light on as normal times. And I've been to many hotels where the overhead light's the only option, which drives me crazy. But sometimes you need the overhead light. When you first arrive at a place, when you're packing up, when you need to make sure everything's gone, you need that big, ugly overhead light. And then you need some other options. You need lots of smaller lights around the room for your other options. Um, so they have the overhead light for when you arrive and then you can turn it off and put on your bedside light, or you can put on the light on the dresser. The bathroom lighting is good. I was able to see they had enough lighting in there that I could see to like, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth, put on my makeup, do my hair. My husband could shave. It's, it's weird to present a really lovely, classic, beautiful American bed and breakfast as an example of perfect modern day lighting. But when you go and look at their reviews, because I've checked on TripAdvisor and other review sites, other people have mentioned that they just nailed the lighting and all they have done is they've just thought about it. And I suspect that the owners have stayed in every single room themselves. And I think this is what you don't get in so many hotels. They don't stay in the rooms. They don't sleep there. They don't pack. They don't get dressed there. They don't shower there. I think the owners have done that. And that's why they have made sure that the lighting is just absolutely spot on. It's just, it's intuitive you understand how to find things. And, and when you first arrive, they also did a very quick show round as well. So they do show you all the details, but it doesn't take long because it's just simple, it's logical. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I like the parallel, the, not the parallel, the, the difference, uh, the parallel in approach, but the difference in, in the results. So the parallel in the approach is that in both places, the good and the bad, you had someone showing you how to operate the lights. The difference is that the simple setup took five minutes probably to show you the more complex one took forever and resulted in still the lights being on and I would imagine in that hotel every other room had their lights on so I can imagine they've wasted the the the, the cost mm. of the lighting concierge and the energy cost of goodness knows how many rooms to to light the place whereas the second place had thought about it very carefully and then had done you a quick orientation mm -hmm. and and the rest was just nice and simple to operate and I think one of the other things there um that that um that that's i mean i don't know i think it's quite interesting is that you think that they probably had stayed in each of their rooms and to me that's a that's a 
that's that's something that not just on lighting but just in every aspect of the guest experience if you go and stay in there pretend you're a guest for a night then yeah. you'll you'll get frustrated well maybe you won't because you know how the lighting works but if you send one of your friends in there who doesn't you know then you get the the true candid feedback so um yeah i think it's interesting the two parallels there yeah and yeah i think that's a really that's a good idea as well having the having the friends stay and lots of hotels will also have their staff stay and just rotate through all the rooms and you know it could be newer members of staff who are staying and that flags things that flags things up as well but then lots of hotels don't and you can really tell I think it's important for that sleep through as well to find out what light is coming through the windows Um, and Mm. are your curtains dark enough to block the light you know what street lights are coming in does the moonlight come in all of that Um, I have one one of the properties we onboarded last fall was originally wired by a master electrician. Now, Mm -hmm. thinking here, I thought, oh, a master electrician is going to be so cool. Oh my gosh, the most confusing lighting configuration ever. And this was done 20, 30 years ago. So there wasn't, there's, there's not, there are no switches. They are push buttons. Mm. This was done decades ago. So not only is it push buttons, you, the, the master bedroom, has all the push buttons for the entire house next to the bed. So you can oh, turn, no. so you can turn the lights off from the bedroom for the entire house. So what we did Wait, I think I I think that's good. Sorry to interrupt. I think that's good. If you've got kids and <laughs> maybe <laughs> you're just like turn them on. It's like off. <laughs> it's bedtime. Yep. Yep. So so what we've had maybe. to do is I spent probably an hour going through the house and pushing every single button and every single wall had a, a stack of buttons in every room. So walking the entire perimeter of every single room, pushing buttons, figuring out where does, what light comes on. And then I would label it, trusty label maker label. Mm. This is the sconces. This is the overhead light. This is the dining room. This is the hall. And, but because of that, we have not had the call saying, how do I turn the lights on? How do I turn them off? Yeah, I mean, I, it's really useful if people do that. So I have stayed in hotels where every single light has been labeled and that's super helpful. Um, but I do wonder how non-English speaking guests are getting that. And therefore that's why it seems to me it's better if it's if you try to keep it as simple as possible. Now you've obviously inherited this property. You had no choice. That's the best you could do. Um, but you do, you know, if you're a if you're a hotel or you're a, a guest house owner or whatever it might be, chances are you can have international guests and not, you know, not everybody's going to speak the same language. So just trying to keep it as simple, as intuitive as possible is helpful. And not requiring somebody to have some sort of electrical engineering degree to just figure out how to turn off and on the lights is is really useful. Um, I should just quickly mention one other bugbear I have is that a lot of hotels, and there's a very uh, beautiful, expensive hotel near Edinburgh um, that is it's super expensive, fabulous uh, hotel, except for the fact it bills itself as a romantic hotel, which it seems to think means everything needs to be pitch black. From the second you walk in the door until you leave, you can't see anything. Like, I don't know who decided that a romantic hotel meant that people wanted things as dim as candlelight 24 seven. And there are hardly any windows. I mean, you know what these old, well, I don't know if you know, but in Scotland, 
lots of these old heritage properties have really thick, thick walls. They have very small windows because it was bloody cold up there. And so that, you know, I don't know really why they have really small windows, but they do. And even if they did, there's not always great light up there anyway. So I don't understand how this super expensive luxury hotel has failed to understand that that's great. Your guests might come in and like, you know, do whatever they're going to do for like half an hour, but the rest of the time they need to see, <laughs> you need to see, and like, I need to get dressed. I need to do all this stuff. I don't, I just don't get it. Why? And when you look at the reviews of their property as well, several people mentioned how gloomy and dark the rooms are. So they think they're going for romance, but it turns out actually it's kind of it's kind of ruining the stay for people because it's so gloomy. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. There's a lot of problems with lighting, and I just think simple is better in a lot of ways, but also provide enough. Do you not find this a problem sometimes? Especially bathrooms are so dark, aren't they? Oh, they are, especially when I'm trying to do my hair, <laughs> and it's all very, very low light mm. and yellow. Mm. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, how am I actually going to look like yes. when I get out of my room? Will I be a clown? Yeah. Will I be a pale ghost? Who am I going to be? And like, you're going to a meeting with people or you're going to meet up, you know, for dinner or for work or whatever. And you don't, you don't want to look a complete mess, do you? No, not at all. Andy's probably less concerned about this, but you have to shave and things, don't you, Andy? Yeah, 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 I do occasionally. Um, yeah, I, I get, I mean, for me, the most important thing is just to be able to switch the lights off. And yeah. I like pitch black when I'm sleeping. So I, I would be driven crazy in that first example you gave. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have to put makeup on or figure that bit out. So that, mm. that, that bathroom lighting is probably not as important for me. But, you know, simplicity is the way forward. If I have to open up a manual just to do the lighting, yeah. I mean, what's the TV going to be like? What's the, the AC system going to be like? You know, it's, it's, and the worst thing is to fumble around trying to do all the stuff before you're about to go to bed when you want to relax. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 although I haven't really experienced it so much apart from the, don't know what light does what I definitely I can definitely appreciate it especially the complex ones that just seems crazy to me I, th I mean I think it's just people trying to over service people in a way think we're going to give you every yeah. choice we could possibly give you it's sometimes simpler it's some simpler it's that, just that, better that's that's a really really good point why do they do it that's what I've been thinking and you're right there's a there's the notion that it that if I give them every single option, it's going mm. to, 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 like you said, it's over service then. Mm. Um, so what would your advice be then for, for accommodation operators listening in terms of lighting? I mean, I guess number one, if your lighting requires a manual, it's too complicated. Okay. So just don't even go down that road. And number two, do make sure you have plenty of lighting. Not everybody is there to to spend the whole night having uh romantic um activities in the room there are other things that people want to do such as you know get ready for bed sleep unpack they might even be there with a friend and not not a partner i know that that seems shocking to some hoteliers who only seem to think that people go to hotels for one reason and one reason alone <laughs> there are other reasons we go to hotels um so i would say keep it simple but also keep it ample Make sure there are plenty of options for people so that you can turn on as many or as few lights as you want. Um, because also lots of people have uh, vision problems as well. So you can't, it's not even, you know, it's not talking about people who are uh, even seriously um, visually impaired. Like my mum 
really struggles to see in hotels now. And so it's a, it's a key focus for her is, is there going to be enough lighting so she doesn't trip all over the place when she's just trying to navigate her way around the room. So make sure there's that option. But I agree with you at night, I want it pitch black. So if you don't have blackout curtains, if you don't have blinds that close or really block out that light, that can also ruin my entire stay. And there's one final thing, and that is that a lot of hotels legally are required to have uh, smoke detectors and exit signs. And that's great. But does the light on it have to be as bright as the sun? Like I know another travel journalist said she now takes tape with her literally to cover those up every night because she can no longer sleep because so often they're right over the bed and there's like this bright green or red laser shining right down on your bed all night long and there's nothing you can do about it so think about the positioning of that and maybe don't put it right over the bed or somewhere where it's going to blind uh, not blind people will blind you with the brightness um and and stay in the hotel right and just stay stay overnight in your own bloody room and actually use it to shower and get dressed and everything and see and see if it actually works for you. And I, yeah, I think that's the best advice is just to stay and see how it works and read books by the bed. If you're not reading a book by the bed, yeah, that's what a lot of guests do. You know, so just try to have the full experience and see what it's like. Jill, this has been quite the illuminating episode, I believe. <laughs> Thank you for your can't get enough but, of it. Yes, yes. Um, quite the aha moment, and one I greatly mm-hmm. appreciate you bringing to our listeners because, like you said, it is not something that is talked about much, but it is oh so important to the guest experience mm-hmm. and that hosts and owners, managers, hoteliers we all communicate um, what type of lighting is and how to use it, especially when there's quirks um, like historical mm. properties and things like that. Yeah, agreed. Sometimes sometimes it's unavoidable, but those historical properties, you know, yeah, as you say, just show people, uh, yeah, it can make all the difference. It can, it can brighten up your stay. It, if you have perfect <laughs> lighting, sorry. <laughs> no, love it. <laughs> Apologies. I think one, one too many lighting gags. We might need to um, to dim this conversation now. Oh. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Maybe you have a travel or hospitality story you'd like to share on the guest cast. If you do, head to touchday.com forward slash podcast and send us a brief outline of your story. And as always, remember to subscribe to the guest cast on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a five-star review and say hello on our social media at touchdaywelcome. This podcast was brought to you by Touchday Digital Guidebooks. Learn more about how Touchday can help make your guests happier at touchday.com.